Hi, just a quick intro from me. This episode is a bit of a weird one. As you're about to hear, it's only me and I ramble on for quite a while, imparting loads of bits and pieces of High Rock's wisdom that we have all acquired over the years, or year and a half, should I say. Um, This episode is all about Birmingham which is why Ben and Tom aren't here, because they are busy working on some pretty exciting stuff, which we're all keen to share with you soon. Um, But highlights are that Tom will be doing some kind of on-location interviews and filming, so uh, definitely worth looking out for him. And Ben will be designing uniforms, I guess, for us, so uh, making sure we look nice and sexy and look the part. Um, If you hate that episode this episode, rather, um, that's fine. We uh, just wanted to uh, see if this works at all, if it resonates with some of you, great. Um, As always, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Rockzone Pod is where you'll find us on Instagram. Hello at therockzone.com is where you can shoot us an email. We love hearing any and all feedback. Um, Yeah, I hope this is useful, entertaining, whatever it is, Um, you like it, essentially. That'd be nice. Um, we will be resuming normal service next week um, but there's loads of exciting stuff in the pipeline so without further ado rock zone in all that jazz Uh, have a good day and see you later well hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 25 of the rock zone 25 we've reached a quarter of a century of episodes in our catalogue somehow our chitter chatter has resonated with enough of you for us to warrant making 25 okay that's the last time i said 25 amazing we've loved every single bit of this journey and the good news is it's now time for High Rocks. The High Rock season is officially starting. Would you believe 22-23 season is upon us? Ladies and gentlemen, Birmingham, the season opener, it's here. It's happening this weekend, or at least in the time of release of this episode. You might be listening to it a little bit later, but it's here. We have some actual content to speak about. So, as you might be able to tell, it's only me on the pod today. Unfortunately, my co-hosts Ben and Tom are knee-deep in preparations for what we are going to be doing and what we're going to be showing you and sharing with you at the event. Um, So we've kind of had to divvy up the tasks a little bit, I guess. So my job today is to release our weekly podcast, but I guess this is quite an important one because it's going to be about what you need to know for your high rocks race i said that very slowly sorry about that so what do you need to bring let's start at the very very start what do you need to bring to a high rocks race and sorry appreciably this is going to be most relevant perhaps for people who have never done a high rex race before however if you are an experienced high roxer I hope you'll either find this entertaining or listen into a few pieces of information you didn't know and somehow make it worth your while. Anyway, from the top, 
what do you need to bring to a high rocks race well we've put together a short list of five essential items that you should definitely bring with you to birmingham and any other high rocks race for that matter those are a towel a change of clothes a spare pair of shoes deodorant and food so the reason for that is unfortunately there are no showers in the birmingham nec which is a bit of a tragedy seeing that you're going to be drenched in sweat after your event so at very minimum you're going to want to have a towel that you can pat yourself dry with and then also a change of clothes to slip into to make the rest of the day a little bit more tolerable should i say oh sorry and also spray some deodorant on so that you don't smell bad and also be courteous to your fellow high rocks athletes and spectators i guess so irrespective of if you're staying on after your race and cheering other people on or if you're going straight home it's definitely a good idea to bring a change of clothes and a towel and some deodorant just to freshen up a little bit you don't want to be embarking on your journey back or um, supporting other people with what you've worn on race day and the change of shoes is particularly important because you don't want to be in your sweaty shoes having just raced in them um, for what on average an hour and a half maybe more maybe less irrespectively it's going to be it's going to be gnarly so i personally will be bringing my birkenstock very trendy i know um i'd recommend something along the similar lines maybe some flip-flops something you can slip into quite easily i guess um the other thing i mentioned on that list was food and that is because the Birmingham Convention Centre isn't known as a foodie central or anything remotely close to that. I think you have big chains like Starbucks and Subway, um, neither of which are particularly great for before a race and definitely not for after a race. If you're going to have a, a celebratory meal, you don't really want to ruin your appetite on that. Sorry for any Starbucks or Subway fans, but yeah you can do better so it's not particularly conducive to the athlete lifestyle or the pig out lifestyle for afterwards so maybe bring your own food if you're racing a little bit later and you're having to get there earlier because you're going as part of a group bring your own food so you have some sustenance in you um, if you know that you're the type of person who wants to have some kind of protein fix or something along those lines afterwards bring some food now if you had any doubt about whether you can bring all of those things because you don't know where to leave your bag of stuff, fear not. Hyrox have prepared for that and they do have a bag drop. So if you're not going there with a partner or as a group of athletes and don't have anyone to offload that stuff onto, there is a bag drop and the volunteers are super friendly, super helpful. Give it to them. They'll give it back to you whenever you need and it's good and ready and waiting for you. So that covers that part of the section off. The next bit would be how you get you, your, how you get yourself and your bag of essential items to the race. And I personally took the train last time 
with Tom when we race her as a double. And I think just looking back on it, that might have been our first ever High Rocks experience. How it's all come around. Um, anyway, nostalgia aside, the train worked amazingly well. You get off at Birmingham International, I think it is, and then it's like a two minute walk to the convention center. Just to mention on top of that though, there is like a 10, 15 minute walk depending on how good you are with directions and how close the actual hall is where Hyrox is held. Um, it It's a huge complex. So when we last got there, it took a while to get there, but sorry, I digress. Train, a very good option. It's pretty convenient. I think you can also get there by car, but um, as you may have seen, Hyrox did send out a email warning of road closures. So just something to be aware of. Um, rather ironically, the trains haven't been particularly good in the UK either the past couple of weeks, as I'm sure all of our UK-based listeners will know. But uh, just as a word of caution, I guess, if you are traveling from abroad, in fact, no, this is a word of caution for everyone, make sure you check your train tickets or times rather the day before or the morning of going to the event. We've had loads of rail strikes in the past. The trains have been a little bit iffy. They're great when they work, but when they don't, it's a bloody nightmare. So just make sure you check. Um, we did have a look before starting, or I had a look before starting this recording. There's no planned rail strikes at the moment, but uh, better safe than sorry. So just have a have a quick look. So how early or how, how much time before your official race start should you have before getting to the venue? Um, that's quite an important question and also somewhat personal. So I'm just going to share my own experience um, and say we got there anywhere between an hour and a half and an hour beforehand. I think the first few times I raced, Ben raced, Tom raced, we got there a little bit earlier just to make sure that we know where everything is, know how the procedure goes, and then the more experienced you get, the less time you need. Um, but again, it's quite personal depending on your warm-up routine and your preference. But what we experienced is that the venue itself is overwhelming there's so much energy there's so much action the race will already be underway for most participants who are arriving there unless you're on the first start wave you're going to get there when the race is already in full swing which means the dj is blasting his music the lights are on the the adrenaline can be felt in the room it's awesome but it's also something just to like acclimatize to briefly you don't want to get there five minutes before your race and then quickly go off like that that might be a little bit too much um aside from the fact i don't think that's even possible because they ask you to be there 10 10 minutes no an hour beforehand i think anyway so the reason i'm saying this is because it's quite important to do a pre-race course analysis or a course walk whatever you want to call it but you want to suss the venue out a little bit 
you want to have a look at where all the workout stations are. You want to have a look at where the starting area is, where the warm-up area is. Everything you need to know, even where the toilets are. You never know. There might be a quick emergency, mid-race, God forbid. Um, So you want to have a good understanding of the lay of the land. That's really quite important. So Hyrox has released an official floor plan of what Birmingham is going to look like. And I think it's possibly one of the nicer layouts because the in and the out section that you use to get from the running track to the workout stations and vice versa, the in and the out sections are right next to each other, which is quite nice. Sometimes they've been on opposite ends of the convention set, sorry, of the hall, which hasn't been too easy. But in any case, worth having a look at that. Uh, My personal take on the layout is the workout stations are kind of ordered, but also not, which might be a little confusing because what happens, unfortunately, every time we race, there are people that get the workout orders mixed up. Um, So the fact that they're kind of ordered might make it more confusing. I don't know. Let's hope not. In any case, worth having a check. The other thing to know is that this time round, unless something changes, which hopefully won't be the case, you're going to have to do two laps of the running circuit for every run that you do. So for every K that you do, before you then head back into the workout station, you need to do two laps. So that's really, really important to remember because that's what catches a lot of people out. And that brings me nicely on to the next point that I wanted to mention, and that is that there is a big projector screen next to the racetrack, which will show athletes what the next task is that they need to complete. So for all of you who have not yet raced in a high rocks race, and this will be your first time, if you are concerned that you will not know what to do or where to go, fear not. High rocks the ultra-efficient German events company have thought of everything, including this. So if you've either forgotten or you're a little bit delirious because you're working out so much and you don't know how many laps you've done or whether you're going to workout station six or seven, don't worry. When you're running around the track, you will see your name periodically flash up as you run past it and it will say what you need to do for your next task. So is it to run another lap? Is it to go to a workout station? And if so, which one? Also, and unfortunately I'd say, there's also a little timing column at the end of this big screen that pops up, which will tell you if you've got any time penalties. Hopefully you won't see any numbers flash up there, but just to be aware that might happen. Anyway, that's not really what you're here for. You you want to be able to know where that board is and know how to look out for your name when it flashes up. Because depending on how many people are in the track with you at the time of running, 
your name might flash up really quickly and then disappear again. So make sure you know what the format looks like, what you're looking at. It's normally very left. It will say your name or both of your names if you're racing as a double and then what you need to do next. So that's really, really important to look out for. Use that extra piece of information. It's really, really helpful, but you do kind of need to know how to use it, if that makes sense. Okay. The last thing to add to your pre-course analysis, pre-course lap, whatever you want to call it, is to see where the start area is relative to the warm-up area. And I say that because in most cases, these two areas are not necessarily next to one another. Even though logic would dictate that they would be, that's not the case. And Birmingham is a prime example for this. So if you look at the course layout, the two areas could not be further apart from one another. They are literally on opposite ends of the arena, which is a bit annoying. It's not a disaster, definitely isn't a disaster, but you just should be aware of the fact that when you hear your wave being called out and being requested to go to the start line, that it's a bit of a walk to get there and you don't want to be frustrated or panicked you want to get there as cool as possible ready for your race so i would recommend the last thing you do is just check you know how to get from the warm-up area to the starting area perfect so we finished that part off and appreciably we've already digested quite a lot of information so what are you actually going to do now that you know the lay of the land you've got there in one piece you're ready to go well, you're going to be in the warm-up area a little bit, or I'd strongly recommend you'd hit the warm-up area. The reason being, there's loads and loads of equipment that you can use to kind of get your muscles ready, get those activated, get the blood flowing a little bit, including, and perhaps most importantly, the sleds. So, some of you might not have been able to train with a sled because I know a lot of commercial gyms don't necessarily have them. Even if you have been training with sleds, it's important for everyone to have a quick go pushing and pulling the sleds that they have in the warm-up area. The reason being, you never quite know how heavy it's going to be on race day. The conditions that you've trained in or maybe you haven't trained in at all, might not be reflective of what you're going to be expected to push or pull on the day. So it's certainly worth getting that rope in your hand, leaning up to those bars and pushing and pulling and seeing how it goes. Hopefully you won't make the realisation that you can't pull it at all. Um, you'll be surprised even if you think this is so heavy, the adrenaline kicks in mid-race and you'll get through it. Um, but you don't want to be surprised. So just have a quick go on those. Just push it a couple of meters. Just make sure your shoes are tight. You don't want to be pushing yourself out of your shoes. That's happened to me in the past. That's really annoying. So make sure they're laced up nice and tight, not too tight that you can't run, but finding that right balance. Okay, that's quite a lot of stuff. In fact, that's a, a lot of stuff. So that's why you should arrive around 90 minutes to 60 minutes before the race. And I think that's more than enough time 
to get you ready to do the to do the pre-course check that I spoke about, drop your bag, go to the toilet, do anything you need to do, use the warm-up area, push the sled around a little bit and get ready. You don't, however, want to be there ages before your race, if you can avoid it. Of course, a lot of you will be traveling there in pairs, in groups, with some of you going off earlier um, and some of you later, so you might not have the choice, but if you can, don't get there too early. The reason being you don't want to psych yourself out. The last thing you want to do is get tired of all of the energy and believe me it does get quite tiresome like the music's blasting and there's so much energy in the room. Just give yourself enough time. You don't want to be there. This isn't a flight. You're not trying to get through security um, in time for your flight to wherever it is. You just need to be there in time to give yourself the best possible conditions to do well on race day. I hope that makes sense. Again, take everything I've said with a pinch of salt. This is most relevant to me and everyone that I've spoken to. You know yourself best. If you feel like you need to do more, need to do less, it's you're free to do whatever. Also, if you feel in any way scared or intimidated or don't know anything, anyone and everyone wearing a high rocks top in yellow, which demarks that they're a volunteer, is more than happy to help. The friendliness of the whole event is is mesmerizing. It's so good. In fact, that's why a lot of people come back. The whole thing is just so addictive from start to finish. I think that's about all she wrote. I can't think of anything else that you would need to know ahead of Birmingham. Um, There's loads of stuff that Hyrox will be posting on Instagram, on their socials, um, other content creators, I still don't like that word, will be putting other stuff out. Um, Go check out Rock's Life. Um, They always put really informative stuff out there. Um, Go check out UK HXR as another podcast if you want that. I know Ian's going to be dropping something similar. Um, I think also on the same day this podcast launches. So if you're listening to this, the the other one will be out as well. Um, Worth getting multiple opinions. Again, this is only what I've experienced. So um, yeah, I hope it's been helpful. So let's uh, wrap this episode up by saying... Ladies and gentlemen, if you are racing in Birmingham, we wish you the very best of luck. But above and beyond that, have a great fucking time. The Birmingham 22-23 season will only ever come around once in your life. Um, I guess until it comes back next season. But uh, in any case, make the most of it. The uh, only other thing to say, I guess, then, is ladies and gentlemen... Rocks fam, if you want to call yourselves that, that, that could be quite cool. Let's see if we can make that a thing um, while Ben and Tom are gone. Uh, thank you very much for listening to me ramble on for the best part of however long it's been. Uh, Rocks own out, live life and let be. C'est la vie. Rhyming isn't me. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>